Joshua Bassett recently made a proclamation of faith in Jesus, and it has his fans concerned. And if I'm honest with you, it also has me concerned, but we'll get to that later. If you guys don't know who Joshua Bassett is, he is an actor, probably most known for being on High School Musical. He is also a musician. He has a pretty large following on social media, and he recently came out as a part of the LGTV community, but without identifying what specific letter he was. And then he also came out uh, with his profession of faith, pretty bold profession of faith. And so we're going to look at some of the concern from his audience, and then I'm going to share some of my specific concern on why uh, I am attempting to get a hold of him at the very least to hopefully have a conversation. So let's jump in. This is from someone that seems to be a fan of his and sharing some of the concerns about Joshua Bassett coming to faith. And then we got to look at some of these comments and then I'll show you guys my concerns at the very end. Okay, check this out. Joshua sparked a lot of conversation among his fan base as they have grown worried over his well-being after a series of posts from the last few months that people feel just isn't him at all. Josh has opened up about his mental health struggles a lot over the years since his rise to fame. Recently, he's shared more than just a few new songs with his fan base. He's opened up about things that he's been dealing with and he let fans know back in December that it's okay to ask others for help. He tweeted saying, those people I know, including myself, are struggling right now. Please be good to yourselves and others. Reach out to support those you love and don't be afraid to ask for help. It's a pretty good message if you ask me. He's being transparent that, you know, sometimes we all need to reach out for help and all that kind of stuff. But this worry only continued in early January when he began to tweet about religion and his personal beliefs, which wasn't something that he had shared before. He said, Jesus Christ is the only way. His death and resurrection are historically documented. Turn away from hate, seek forgiveness, and come home to him. It's pretty W take if you ask me thought that Josh was hacked since he hadn't ever opened up about this before and replied to this saying, no way you got hacked. Are you? That's so sad when someone makes a basic profession of what many would consider a historical fact that uh, the response from this part of the internet is that he's hacked. I don't know how to feel about that. That's that's borderline insulting, as, as we're going to watch and see him get baptized here in a moment. Tonight at church, I pray to God, so I will know for certain that you are Jesus and he is the only way. Please send someone to touch my back and I will shout it from the rooftops. Moments later, two people came up behind me saying that God put it on their heart to put their hands on me and pray. His so now he's making professions of faith. Okay. Uh, he came out as a part of the LGBTQ community without saying which letter he was, and then he apparently came out as a Christian. Now, here's where some of this stuff gets alarming and we're going to have to dig a little bit deeper. Okay, watch this. It's great and my faith is certain. Praise be to God forever and ever in Jesus' name. A few months ago, I asked God to send me a sign when I write the truth. I typed, Jesus is the way. Nothing happened. Then I added, Jesus is the only way. And the light turned on in my living room. Okay, so here you're getting into some... God, give me a sign, show me something here, show me something there. And I think this is where it's going to get a, a bit alarming. But first, when we get into that aspect, I just want to point out that uh, the stuff that people are saying in the comment section is wild, okay? So this guy is seemingly having a conversion experience, okay? And his audience is losing it. This is the type of comments that, that, that this is getting. My non-religious sister suddenly started talking about Christ, Jesus, and the devil. It was soon after she gave birth. She was convinced that the devil was after her daughter. Unfortunately, she was suffering 
from uh, postpartum psychosis caused by her undiagnosed bipolar disorder. It was actually really scary. Maybe he's suffering from some sort of mental breakdown, illness, or psychosis. So his audience is viewing this profession of faith and is assuming that it has to be a mental breakdown or a psychosis, that he couldn't have just genuinely came to the conclusions that Jesus is who he says he is, that it has to be something mental health related. Okay, that's alarming if that's how folks within this entire demographic view people of faith, okay? And it's also kind of funny that they're comparing it. Like they always like do the comparisons of like, hey, you got to have your truth. You got to have your thing. But you're really having a mental breakdown if you profess faith in Jesus. You, you know, we got to just have respect and, and tolerance for everybody's values. But you are like a drug addict, right? Like that's what a lot of folks from these communities say about people of faith. I find it very alarming. Now, Joshua actually got baptized at Bethel Church. Okay, and this is an important footnote. And, this, and I reached out to him on social media. Um, and so here is the footage of him getting baptized uh, just recently at one of their baptismal services. And uh, this is what, in, in my opinion, is causing Christians to be concerned. What's your name and why do you want to get baptized? Uh, my name is Joshua. And long story short, I, uh, I grew up Christian and I ran the other way as far as I could go in pursuit of truth. And that only ended in uh, addiction, depression, uh, suicidal ideation, eating disorders, etc. And no other teacher gave me anywhere near the peace that Jesus Christ did. If you don't know anything about Bethel, um, you're going to by the end of this video, okay? And, and I'm here to publicly declare him as my Lord and Savior. That's right. So good. He is truth itself. So good. So good. From the non-Christians, they're saying Bethel Church is this type of phobia, that type of phobia. Bethel Church has some uh, problematic, quote-unquote, views about these social things. And then those of us who are Christians that know a little bit about Bethel Church, we're also going, wait a minute, there's some other things. So from one standpoint, you got Bethel, who is too new age for the Christians to be excited about it, but they're too Christian for the new agers to fully embrace them. Bethel's in a hard spot, if you're going to ask me about this situation. But this is why the Bethel thing is concerning. Some of you guys are like, what's wrong with Bethel? They make great music and Dante Bow and Maverick City music. Their music is good. It gives me the heebie-jeebies and gives me goosebumps on my neck when I listen to their music. Okay, this is what you got to understand. Bethel believes some wonky stuff. And I'm going to give you some resources, and then we're going to look at two verses at the very end of this video. Here is Bethel's lead pastor, Bill Johnson, saying, in my opinion, arguably one of the most theologically problematic positions that are anti-scripture and just anti-common sense of biblical literacy, okay? And Bill Johnson has a God must heal everyone theology. Even though people come out of Bethel and don't get healed, that is what Bill Johnson believes, okay? And there is a specific correlation to someone like Joshua who is coming out of all of these different things and maybe there being an expectation of full and complete healing like that and if that doesn't happen, where will that lead someone? If certain desires that he may or may not be struggling don't instantly go away, where is that going to lead someone? So listen to what Bill Johnson says. I refuse to create a theology that allows for sickness. I refuse to create a theology that allows for sickness. Okay. So when you get a cold, when that family member tragically passes away from uh, some sort of condition, 
Uh, he refuses to create a theology. Now, first of all, Bill, theology is not something we create. Theology is the study of God, okay? So I'm not sure what theology any of us should and shouldn't be creating, but he refuses to create a theology that allows room for sickness. Listen to what he says next. Now here we got a problem. Only one. It's a small one. The Apostle Paul gives a warning in Galatians, and he says this. He says, if I, and he's the one who brought the gospel to them, he said, if I or even an angel comes to you and preaches to you a different gospel, you're to reject it. This is true. This is written to the church in Galatia. This was specifically written to the church of Galatia who was struggling with adding on old Jewish laws to the gospel they received. They were adding works to their gospel. Okay, this was problematic. Now listen to what Bill says here. That's amazing. An angel shows up and he brings you a different standard, a different gospel. Reject it. He says, even if I come back to you and I change my mind, go pay attention to me. Pay very close attention to what he, Bill is about to say next. All right, what gospel is it? It's the gospel of Jesus. It's the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom, which God fully wants you healed. He's going to fix everything in your life, health, wealth, prosperity. All of these different things are going to be added on to. Okay. Let me illustrate. Paul refers to his thorn in the flesh, which has been interpreted by many as disease allowed or brought on by God. Disease allowed or brought on by God, thorn in the flesh. Hopefully you guys are all familiar with the verse. That's a different gospel. You could hear the room gasp, okay? If we're all tracking with what he's saying here, this, ladies and gentlemen, is heresy. And I seldom use that word. Jesus didn't model it, and he didn't teach it. And Paul said, you can't change the standard. The theology that's coming out of Bethel is that you are entitled to full healing on this side of eternity. I don't know how you have this sort of theology where there's people, including his own family members, that don't get healed. I don't know how you work that out. I don't know how you deal with the cognitive dissonance of that. That is directly from the horse's mouth. This is dangerous, friends. Because if you don't get your full healing, if you don't get your specific thing, there's a couple of different ways you can go. One is, well, you didn't have enough faith. You didn't have enough faith. Jesus said, if you have the faith of mustard seed, you could say to this mountain move, you didn't have enough faith. Therefore, that is why God didn't heal you. Another thing that they would say is, well, maybe you're holding some resentment. Maybe you're holding some resentment. Maybe there's some sin buried deep in you. And therefore, that is why you didn't get or keep your healing. Okay. Or that the enemy somehow completely was running rampant in, in that, and that's why you didn't get or keep your healing. Okay, that's kind of one of the three options you're left with. Now, I think it's very obvious why all those are problematic, but I'm going to show you guys one more problematic clip from Bethel, okay, about something that happens there. But before, I need you guys to know something. 
Hey, you want to see something crazy? Over 51% of the people who watch this channel are not subscribed. And the ones that are subscribed, only 10% have their bell notification on. So do me a favor. Please hit that subscribe button. Turn the bell notification on so you don't miss anything we have going here. All right? I appreciate you. Now, when it comes to sickness, we have to consider something about why these things happen. Okay, if you didn't know, per Genesis 3, sin entered the picture, man was fallen, man was broken, okay? And all the way as early as Genesis 50, we see God using the fallen state of man, using our sin, using our brokenness, using things that were not meant for good for his glory, okay? We see this all throughout the scripture. I'll give you two verses. Genesis chapter uh, 50, verse 20. Some of you guys know this story. Some of you guys don't know this story. This is the story of Joseph. Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers in the, in the book of Genesis. And Joseph, when he encounters his brothers, he says to them, as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So Joseph sold into slavery, really bad things happened. His life is really hard. And the very things that were meant for evil, God meant it for good. And many times on this side of eternity, the very things that people, sin, the enemy means for evil, God can and does use it for good. I'll give you guys another verse. Okay, This is where we have to let scripture interpret scripture. Okay, this is in context of the thorn in the flesh that Paul was talking about, which, yes, many scholars believe was some sort of ailment or some sort of disease. Here we are in Romans chapter 8, verse 27. Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to what? The will of God. According to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. So here we have a very clear, clear New Testament day declaration that there are things we're being conformed to according to the will of God. And there are other things that we're being conformed to. And in all of it, in all of it, God is using it for good, even in the things that are a byproduct of the fall. Okay? Even in the things that are a byproduct of the fall, including sickness, including disease, including cancer, including tragedy. This is how scripture has to interpret scripture. And if you have a theology where you think that God is going to heal you 100% of the time, you're going to be in for a rude awakening. If you have a theology where you think that God is going to make your life perfect and peachy 100% of the time, you're going to be in a rude awakening. If you have a theology where you think you don't experience suffering on this side of eternity, you're going to be in for a rude awakening. That is not scripture. You don't have to look much further than the cross to see one of the greatest stories of the hero of the story dying for the villains in the most unjust, tragic way. Suffering explained on the cross that Jesus went through, that he went through willingly on our behalf. That is the good news. Okay? And so sickness, death, these things aren't from God, but yet God uses them for his good. Whatever issues you may deal with, your conflicting desires, those are not from God.
yet God uses them for good. And we don't have to look much further than the cross to see that in real time. And I'm concerned that there are people who hold to this sort of theology that are expecting their blessing, that are expecting to be wholly healed on this side of eternity that will never get it. And there are people, again, at Bethel, when, they, when I talk to my friends at Bethel or people that are affiliated, they don't have any answers for why did such and such didn't get their healing? Why did so-and-so didn't get their healing? Right? So here's another thing from Bethel. Now, this is from a channel called The Westwoods, and this is actually a gentleman who went to Bethel. He did the three years of the school of ministry and the supernatural or whatever it is they talk about it, okay? And he is reacting to Mike Winger's clip, and there's a lot in Mike Winger's last video, which again, I'll link this up and I'll link him, him, him below so you guys can watch his video, okay? And this is crazy. This may shock you or may not, okay? Because it seems like folks from Bethel don't get shocked by anything. But check, check, check out what Mike Winger says here in his latest uh, Bethel breakdown of a New Age book they were promoting. Let's go and claim it. This is why Bethel was okay with, at least for a season, uh, it kind of went silent on it. Okay with using tarot cards mm -hmm. and you just call them Christian cards. Yep. Okay with Christians going and doing psychic readings. Yeah. Bethel is okay with tarot cards and doing Christian psychic readings. <laughs> but listen to what the Westwoods, who is a, was a, went through their whole program, graduated. Listen to what he says. In the name of Christ. Yep, we did that as students. We would put up psychic reading signs, and that, that was what we did. Like, it was a way to, to quote-unquote trick people into coming because we were doing a psychic reading. And Chris Valton and many others would just basically say, it's all, all psychic is doing is prophesying just from the wrong source. That's what their prophet said, by the way. They, you know they got a prophet. I'm so glad that Joshua made a profession of faith in Jesus. I think it is so awesome. But I wanted to, if, if he sees this video, I wanted to make a really condensed video. And I'm sure he doesn't know all of this stuff. And he, I think he even tweeted out, hey, I don't know everything this church believes. I don't understand all this stuff. But I wanted him to know, specifically, here are the things that are problematic. Here are the things that if you continue believing this stuff, if you continue believing this stuff, this will more than likely, and we've seen tons of people like that. And I'll create, and I'll, again, I'll pin these resources below, of people who set out on getting their perfect healing, didn't get it, and shipwrecked their faith. Of people that set out always wanting to prophesy and get words of knowledge that then found out that those words of knowledge often didn't come true and then shipwrecked their faith. Friends, this is not the gospel. This is not the gospel. I'm a charismatic, by the way. I've seen people healed. I've seen marriages restored. I've seen physical healing. I've spoken in tongues. I believe in prophecy. I believe in words of knowledge. I believe in all that stuff. The difference is, I call myself a charismatic with a seatbelt, and that seatbelt is the Word of God. That seatbelt is, it has to match up with Scripture. And there are times where we see in Scripture where God does allow, not cause, He does allow. You see with Job, you see Jesus saying it to Simon Peter about the enemy attempting to get him. You see these things all throughout Scripture. It doesn't mean that God causes it. It means God can allow those things for good. And if you believe that it never happens and you're always going to get your healing based on the red letter theology, friends, you're going to be in a very dangerous spot. I really encourage you to take a look at this stuff and ask yourself, if I read all the scripture in context, and that's key, does this stuff make sense? Do you see any allowance of Christians using psychics and tarot card readings or any of this goofy stuff? You don't. Okay, And so Bethel was in some really dangerous territory, and that doesn't mean that God can't use them to reach someone like Joshua. But it means that there should be a lot of caution with this community 
And I've seen people personally affected by this. I've talked to people personally affected by this. Again, I would encourage you guys to check out the West Witch channel because um, there's some really wonky stuff here. And I am concerned that if he kind of slides into this and not into a solid, healthy, discipleship-centered church, that... Um, who knows what this will be for him? So those are my thoughts on this entire thing. If you guys want to see Mike Winger's video about uh, Bethel, I'll sit that up over here, ping, ping it up. And if you guys want to partner with us monthly to help us continue contextualizing the gospel, not compromising the scriptures or compromising the move of the spirit, you could partner with us so we don't ever have to make brand deals and commercials like this. Our friends at GenuCell Skincare have exciting news to celebrate in 2023. Using Manscaped during my showers after workout has given me much more confidence. And that's where Mudwater comes in. True Classic has got your pack. All thanks to the sponsor of today's video, SayMine.com. Established titles is your opportunity to earn the title of Laird or Lady. Objective credit approval rates range from 7.99% APR to 19.99% APR, included 0.50% auto pay discount. If you don't want us to make ads with brands you don't care about, sign up for our online community for as little as $5 a month to keep us independent and ultimately answering to you as our boss. You get all sorts of benefits like daily replays of our after party streams, exclusive access to our Discord community and early access to our podcast interviews, all starting for only $5 a month. King Stream Entertainment. Bruce Long.